0: We bless your name. We praise you. You are so good. You are good all of the time. That is our confession tonight. And your dominion is forever. And so Lord Jesus, we bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We exalt you. We thank you for the end of another week. We thank you Father for the refreshing that comes from your presence. We bless your name tonight. We praise you, Lord God, because you are great, you are good, you are marvelous, you are wonderful. Thank you for your goodness unto us. And we receive the manifestation of it tonight. We honor you. We praise your name. Thank you, Father God, for you are great and good God. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, thank you, guys. Thank you very much. You may be seated. Can I just ask everybody, can we just all move to this? Can we just shift to this? I think this is where the presence of God is, right here. <laughs> Please, if you don't mind, just, just find a, a space here. Let's just have a cozy, warmy, wonderful. Praise God. The front seats are available. They are open. Amen and amen. Praise God. Since we are not we are no videoing, so we can, I can shift. Amen. If you just give me Hebrews chapter 1. All right, I'm going to read this scripture first in the New King James Translation, and then I'm going to read it over again in the Amplified, and I just want to set the stage tonight for uh, some of the uh, things that's going to be happening shortly thereafter tonight and weeks to come. Hebrews 1, verse 1, I'm reading first from the New King James Version, but leave the Amplified on, because I'm going to read it again there, and then we're going to move forward. Yeah, that was a good song. God is so good. His dominion is forever. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed here of all things through whom also he made the worlds who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. I can tell you tonight, as we get ready to read this again in the Amplified, one of the biggest things that this understanding of grace is doing for me personally, and I'm seeing it every day, Is the appreciation for who Jesus is. And when you get to that point, when you really, really see Him, know Him, sense Him, hear Him, your life will never, ever remain the same. Now, I want to read that scripture again from the Amplified. From the Amplified. Look at what it says. In many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of the truth. A portion. And in different ways, God spoke of old to our forefathers in and by the prophets. So what did the prophets speak? Portions. Portions. Fractions. How many of you want fractions tonight? Nobody. No, Nobody is taking fractions. You want the whole. (laughs) The whole pie. (laughs) Hallelujah. You should want the whole. He has spoken to us in the person of a son. Not just any son now. Hear the description. Please see this. See who this son is. What happened? Whom he appointed here And lawful owner of all things. How many things? All. All things. Also by and through whom he created the worlds and the riches of space and the ages of time. Now look at what he did. Pay attention. He made, produced, built, operated, and arranged them in order. Be on, He is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the out rain or radiance of the divine, and is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe. By his mighty word of power. When he had by offering himself accomplished a cleansing of sins and riddance of guilt. He sat down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high. Do you know who we just read about? Yes. Do you see him like that? Do you understand tonight that this man, the son of God, Jesus Christ, is the total, complete, final revelation of God to man? Not the prophets. Not anybody else, but him. And hopefully tonight, you will understand the implication of that. He is the complete revelation. There is no other revelation. That is it. It is him. Now. Ah, let us go to Matthew chapter eighteen. Matthew chapter eighteen. No, chapter seventeen. I beg your pardon. Matthew chapter seventeen. Jesus, the Son of God, the final, complete, total, perfect revelation of God to man. If you ever want to see the Father, if you ever want to know what is on the mind of God, see Jesus. Now, let let me just throw this out right now. Years ago, we had a great ministry that came up uh, called the Promise Keepers. And their goal, their aim was to encourage men, mobilize men, empower men to be better men. Very noble, very great, and I think they still, they still didn't work. And they came up with a coinage that became very popular in time called WWJD. Anybody ever heard that? You see, the some of you even have the wristbands and the headbands and all of that stuff. Now, what what, what did that thing say? WWJD. What did, what is it? Say? What will Jesus do? Great question. As noble as the cause was, based on what we know now, that's the wrong question. Because that question implies that Jesus is no longer saying or doing anything my goodness. What would Jesus do? That's what I think says. I believe the right kindage for this season, for this time that we're in is, watch what Jesus does. This Jesus we just talked about, is not in the past tense. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. Out of the mouth of God, which means God spoke, God is speaking, and God will continue to speak. Amen. Now, the reason this is important is if you are not expectant to hear from God, you won't hear anything. If you if you fall asleep and just think, well, he it, it did it, and therefore it's no longer saying anything, nothing's happening, you have no expectation. But the Bible says that the expectation of the righteous will not be cut off. There must be an expectancy. There must be an expectation within us. Can you guys give me the handheld hand, hand, hand hand mic or something? And whatever this problem is, you guys need to get rid of it and fix it for, for, the, for later. I don't know what, what it is. So, so we, have, we have to have expectation. If, if we have no expectation then nothing is going to happen. So it's not just a matter of what would Jesus do past tense as if Jesus is no longer here he is here right now by his spirit and so me and your expectation should be watch what he does. And you're going to see what he's going to do tonight. And the next night. And the next night. If you have expectations. So here God tells us in Hebrews 1.1. 1, 1, that in times past. He had spoken. To the fathers. By their prophets. But that in these last days. In these last days. He's not going to give us fractions. Or portions. He's going to speak to us. By his son, Jesus. Now, Matthew chapter 17. Verse 1. Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking with him. Then Peter said, or Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Moses, you know, represents the law. Elijah, you know, represents the prophets. So, in this transfiguration, the three main bodies were on the mountaintop. Moses, Jesus, and Elijah. And as Peter was carried away, they said, wow, look at Big Mo and Elijah. Man, we're going to have a repeat. The Ten Commandments and uh, destroying the altars of Baal. And he was just getting carried away with the historical and all oh, the wonderful things he had read about this great man. And he said, Jesus, let's build us three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And right there and there, gospel from heaven. This is my beloved son. Hear him. Not the prophet, nor the lawgiver. Because the era, the season we are in, is not the time for the law or for the prophets. Now, I'm not saying that gift of prophecy is no longer functioning. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when you are reading the word, no matter what portion of scripture you are reading, you must get away from the scripture, interpret the scripture, take away from the scripture on the basis of who Jesus is right now. Jesus becomes the plumb line of judging or interpreting any scripture whatsoever. Ah. He spoke to the Pharisees. John, John chapter 5, verse 39. Search ye the scriptures, he said to them. For in them you think you have life. But they are that, that testify of me. What you are reading in Genesis, in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and all of that stuff. You are reading and searching the scriptures and you are thinking in these scriptures you're going to get life. You're going to get wisdom. As good as they are, you must understand that those scriptures were given to only point at him. The scriptures themselves, apart from Jesus, do not give you life. It is Jesus because the letter killeth is the spirit that gives life. There's a reason for which I'm going in this direction tonight. Because I want us to catch on fire. I want the fire of the passion of Jesus Christ to burn in us. Because when that starts to happen, every mountain will bow. Every valley will be filled. Every difficult situation will become a solution. Absolutely. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. We need to replace the spectacles the glasses, the prism through which we see scriptures. He is the final word of God. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Amen? And then that word became flesh and dwelt among us. Why? Because he wants to show us the mind of the father. We've received portions and fractions, but it's the whole. It's a complete one. Jesus is the complete revelation of God to mankind. Luke 24. Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. Ah. Luke 24 verse 44. this is after the resurrection on the road to Emmaus. He's walking with a couple of his disciples. Luke 24 verse 44. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. Listen to what it says. That all things must be fulfilled which were written where in the law of Moses and the prophets And the Psalms, concerning who? Me. Me. Moses, the prophets, the book of Psalms. Everybody, at the end of the day, wrote about him. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. So, first of all, I want you to see tonight that Jesus is God's final revelation to us. Whatever scripture you read, Bring it back to Jesus. And watch what Jesus does now with that scripture. Very, very important. Now, having established that, let's go to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing what? Good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Now, I don't want any confusion to be in any of our minds about what God does. God is a what? Good God. Not just some of the time, but all of the time. He a what? Good God. And I want you to understand tonight that the devil is what? A bad devil. I don't want any iota of misunderstanding to be left. See, because if you don't understand this, if you don't get this, then when you pray, you're vacillating. You're not sure. Is it God? Maybe it's not God. Should I pray this? Shall I not pray this? Maybe I should just pray if it's God's will, if it's not God's will. Certain things have to be resolved in you. That's why you have to interpret scriptures by Jesus Christ. I don't care what the scripture says. The Bible just told you that Jesus is God's final statement on the matter. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth and he went about doing what? Doing good. Somebody say good. good. Has any good thing ever happened to you? No, 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 no. You guys are not talking. Has any good thing ever happened to you? Don't ever let the devil take the credit. And conversely, if any bad thing ever happens, don't put that in God's credit. Don't put it in his credit. Listen, based on what I know now, Jesus Is good all of the time. How do I know that? How do we know that? Remember, he is the final revelation of God to us. All you have to do is go back and look at this ministry. First of all, we are told that he went about doing what good, and then the next thing we are told, and he healed all of them that were oppressed. Of the devil. Not some of them. But what? All of them. How many did they live live out? None. You have to settle certain things. If you don't settle these things. The enemy will wear you out. We've had some bad theology in the body of Christ. God did not cause Job's problems. I don't have time to deal with that now. I don't have time to even go there. No. We have to make up our mind who God is. A few years back, we had Hurricane Katrina in uh, Louisiana. Ah, God is judging Louisiana. God is judging them. It's the judgment of God. Then 9 11 struck here. I said, ah, God is judging America. You guys are quiet. How can Jesus take on the judgment of the world and then God is judging New Orleans? If I be lifted up, he says, I will draw all the fall into judgment upon me. Yes. So, if he's taking all the judgment, why now will God go and judge Louisiana with Hurricane Katrina? Is that the only place we are seeing is taking place? If God is judging nations like that, there should, India should be off the map with 100 million gods. Bad theology. He went about doing what? Good. I pray that God, will, the good of God will manifest in your life tonight. Once you understand and believe God and exercise the faith it takes to appropriate what he has done, I pray that there will be a manifestation knocking at your door in the name of Jesus. Because that's who God is. He went about doing good. We have blamed him for everything but who he really is. If a person dies, they say God took him home. Which God did that? Death came to the earth. Death because of sin. Man was not dying until sin came. If God is the author of death, then why did Jesus raise from the dead? He should have just laid there. Why did he remove this thing of death? Hello? Every dead vision in you, God wants to resurrect it. He wants to raise up everything in you that has died in the name of Jesus. But you have to believe in for it. You have to have the right thinking. You have to understand that God is not trying to kill you. He's not trying to kill your children, your family. He's not trying to kill your plants. He's trying to resurrect it and make, make it come to life. ask yourself the question. In Jesus' athlete ministry, every funeral you went to, what did he do? Did he tell them, ah, just accept your loss. That, that's God's will. He raised the dead. And every sickness he came across, he did not say, well, maybe because you did this sin, God placed this cancer on you or that cancer on you or this one on you. He didn't do that. So why do we accept that? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 5. For by grace are you saved. However, when you read verse 8, by grace are you saved through what? Faith. Grace makes the provision for all of the good benefits of God, but you must appropriate it by believing it and by having faith. Yes. That's what brings it home to you. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the Bible says, the kingdom of God what? suffers violence. But the violent ones take care of it by force. We cannot eliminate that aspect of, of the kingdom of God. Let me go to a scripture Daniel chapter 2, I believe it is. And then we're going to pray. Daniel chapter 2. Okay. Here in this passage I'm trying to find it Daniel prayed and immediately he received the answer to his prayer and then he prayed again In chapter nine. And this time, let me just see if I can find that passage quickly. Yeah. Daniel 9, 9 and 20. Daniel 9 20. Now while I was speaking, praying, and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being cursed to fly swiftly reached me about the time of the evening offering and he informed me and talked with me and said, oh Daniel I have now come forth to give you skill and understanding. Now look at verse 23. Very informative. At the beginning of your supplications the command went out and I've come to tell you for you are greatly beloved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. So, you see here, as he began to pray, we are told that the answer came expediently. But then he prayed again. He prayed again in another passage in the book of Daniel. And even though, even though the answer was released to him, but it never got to him. You guys familiar with what, what I'm talking about? Because there was an interference that interfered with the answer that was coming to him. What point am I making tonight? I'm saying to us tonight, Jesus Christ is the final expression and revelation of God to mankind. And that Jesus said, when you pray, I will answer. He said, come. He said, ask, it shall be given. Seek, you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened. That is Jesus' word. That is what he's saying to you and me. That is is his final word concerning your petitions and supplications. So, the point I'm making is whenever you open your mouth to pray in faith, you need to believe that the answer was released. If there is no manifestation in that instant, don't back down, don't give up, don't lose hope, don't faint. It just means there must have been an interference so you continue to dig in, trust in, and look to Jesus the author and the finisher of your faith and believe for the manifestation to come forth. It is God's will that you prosper. It is God's will that you be whole. It is God's will that you enjoy your life. It is God's will that you make progress. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, he says. And he said, we should not forget his benefits. Are there any benefits that Jesus died for that you are not reaching, you're not enjoying right now? You shouldn't accept it. You shouldn't accept it. Because grace has provided faith brings it home to you. Faith brings it home to you. It forgives your iniquities, he says. He heals your diseases, he says. He redeems your soul from destruction. He crowns your head with tender, loving kindness. It satisfies your mouth with good things and renews your youth as the egos. Let's stand up to our faith tonight and believe God. Everything Jesus obtained is available for you. Everything. Nothing is off the table. And you shouldn't accept anything less than what God paid for. The question is tonight, do you believe God? Do you really, truly, really, truly, really, really, really believe him? Do you really believe him? That's the bottom line of everything in the kingdom of God. You have to believe. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is. And there is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What is the issue tonight? What is it? Let us laugh at the devil tonight. Psalms 2. Yes. Let us laugh at him tonight. Let us laugh at him. Let's make him a liar. Let's make him a liar in your situation. Whatever it is, what is it that the blood of Jesus has not already obtained? What is it? What is it? Father God, tonight, our eyes are upon you. You are not only the creator, you are the love of mankind. Yeah. If you did not spare your son, Jesus, but you gave him up for us how much more will you not freely yes. give us all things you said in your word that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever you anointed him and he went about doing good and healing all of them that were oppressed of the devil Lord, I don't know what the oppressions are tonight. It may be in our bodies. It may be in our minds. Whatever it is, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come in the simple faith of the Son of God. We break asunder whatever bars the enemy has placed in the minds of your people. My Lord God, in Jesus' name, we break the bars asunder. We break it no more limitations in our minds we are believing you for who you are we are thanking you in advance you've made it possible your grace has made it available and so now we receive it by faith in the name of Jesus freedom in our minds freedom to soar freedom to excel freedom to love God freedom to bless God freedom to serve you freedom Lord God to display your glory your virtues in the name of Jesus is it that we are afflicted in our bodies? Lord Jesus, did you not take the stripes on your back? Yes. Is that not what your word says? You are not a man that you should lie, neither the son of man that you should repent. Have you not said it? Will you not do it? Did you not say, We will lay our hands on the sick and they shall recover? Is that not what your word says? This is our comfort in our time of affliction. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, we touch our faith with our brothers and sisters. Whoever is afflicted in their bodies, we declare in Jesus' name that disease and sickness leaves their body. In the name of Jesus, Jesus, sickness will not trespass in your bodies. Disease will not trespass in your body. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, the Spirit of God dwells in your body. And therefore, sickness and disease cannot cohabit with it. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. Touch everybody, every man, every woman, whatever the ailment, whatever the sickness, from diabetes, whatever it is, my Lord and my God, in the name of Jesus, He said every name must bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. We declare your lordship over sickness and disease. Father in the name of Jesus we believe you at your word. We believe you at your word. We believe you at your word. Thank you for making us whole. We receive wholeness, wellness in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Lord, there are people who believing you for jobs. They are looking for you to open doors. Doors of opportunities. My Lord and God, when the fishermen of old were catching, they were fishing and they had nothing. At your word, you gave a command and all of a sudden fish began to show up yes you are the same yesterday today and forever and so father god in jesus we are calling jobs forth in the name of jesus my lord and god jobs from the north and the south the east and the west all around us in the name of jesus we are trusting you for it lord make a way where there seems to be no way We go through the desert, you are with us. We go through the water, we do not drown. And so, Father, we thank you right now for your provision. Provision that you have made. We receive it now. We receive it now. We receive it now. We receive it now, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it. We thank you for it. Father, we pray for businesses businesses to prosper. Businesses to prosper. Businesses to prosper. My Lord God, in the name of Jesus, turn around the shortages. Turn it around. We pray for surplus accounts receivable coming in in the name of Jesus. Raise up for yourself paymasters who finance the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus, we receive it, Lord. We receive it, Father God. Lord, you are the one that took care of the widow. You multiplied the all and a flower. You multiplied it. You are still in the multiplication business. We know you are. We know you are. We know you are. And so, Father God, we just bless you tonight. Now, God's instruction for us tonight, as I'm praying here now, I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is the simplicity of doing whatever God tells you to do. Now, let, let, let me explain that. Let me explain that. Sometimes God will drop something in our heart that might seem totally irrelevant to what you are looking for. Don't try to connect the dot with your head. Forget your head. Eliminate your head. If God is placing something in your heart tonight, just go do it, whatever it is. Say it, do it, whatever it is. Don't try to understand or comprehend with your mind to say, well, this is the answer to this. No, 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 no. Just in your simple obedience. In your simple obedience. And this is what is brought to my attention. In John chapter 20. Or John 21. One of those two chapters. The fishermen were fishing. These were expert fishermen. And Jesus walked up to them. He said, children, have you any meat? And the answer was no. They had nothing. And he just said to them, cast your net on the other side. A simple difference of three feet. Three feet. Three feet. They could have reasoned and said, Jesus, what do you know about fishing? They could have debated with him. We are experts. We know what we are doing. But they were only three feet away from their breakthrough. So I'm saying to you tonight, your success is not as far from you as you think. Yes. You're one obedient step away from whatever it is you are looking for. And so Father I pray in the hearing of our ears we hear your voice. You say for as many as led by the spirit of God they are the sons of God. And so Lord we thank you for the guardians and the leading of your spirit. Lead us. Speak a word. A word that will change our lives. We have hearing ears. Our ears are attentive to your word tonight. We incline our ears unto your saying, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we receive that life-changing word that will change our circumstance, change our situation, change and transform us. We receive that word tonight. Thank Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. We thank you in advance for your word. And we receive the grace to walk in it. Thank you, Father. Adonai Jehovah. Good God. We thank you that your dominion is forever. Can we just sing that song?